I feel like with, with each episode we do, Chantel's going to be less and less convinced that this is going to work. <laughs> she likes it. She's very skeptical. I yeah. don't. I had podcast remorse heavy. Are you, are you just like a negative person in general? Yeah, I'm the negative Nancy. Yeah. I am the pessimist of the yeah. group. Josh sees good in everything. So yeah. I... Including customers. Yes. So I have to be... Uh, it's a good balance. Check. Yeah, it's a like good balance, if though. we have, um, if I have an idea, because I, I, I'm, I'm the the like the super energetic, right. creative that's yeah. bringing a lot of you're, outlandish you're, ideas you're the, you're the, to the You're the, the face table. of the franchise, you know. I guess yeah, yeah. You're the face of the franchise. So, He's the beauty. Yeah, yeah. I'm the beauty. Yeah. Uh, and Chantel's like management. a lot of wild <laughs> ideas. I'm the, be- I'm the general manager. So like Chantel's really logical. She's the sure. one that's going to be like. This is gonna work. This isn't. You're an idiot. Stuff like that. Yeah. Like, um, and if you don't have someone like that on the team, yeah. Or your partner, if you're in business, or someone you can talk to if you're an entrepreneur, then you're usually not going to do great because if someone is constantly just saying like, "Yeah, that's a wicked idea," right. Like, you know, they're not gonna. They're not being authentic to, to you and. Uh, unbiased to whatever idea you're having but at the end of the day like she's thinking about the business and our customer base and what's going to relate to them right so yeah. it's not so much about me being an idiot uh, opposed to <laughs> nobody uh, called you an idiot <laughs> I know. So not, like, yet. <laughs> not yet uh, do you want to unpack that <laughs> I know. it's more about like What's going to work for the business? Like sure. for in vintage, we trust the store or whatever. Yeah. And I'm sure doing. you appreciate that too, right? Yeah. Like having someone to kind of keep you in check. Yeah. Maybe in the I moment mean, you don't. I wish I could do more fire me, stuff, yeah. but I mean, like, there's parameters, right? I mean, you yeah. can't do, you can't, like, a lot of the things I come to the table with, like, I'm not going to lie to you, are like just like personal, like, ego strokes, like, sure. things I want to do that. Not necessarily things that I'll play the this back needs. for you when the next stupid idea comes to town. Yeah, no, the, the, the next one, one is definitely like coming. three days. So. No, but I think that's interesting to the topic that we're going to talk about on this episode today is, you know, getting some stories about when you guys go on the road and, you know, pick up stuff for the store and things like that. Uh, I want to start, maybe Chantel, you can start with this. Sure. Is like, it, it sounds like just from talking to you guys, just like off air. Like there is very like methodical and there's like a, like there's a strategy to these trips that you go on. Right? Would you say that's fair? I want to say it becomes strategy, but the first time of like, let's go out and buy something, it's kind of like you're grasping at straws. Like, let's just try to drive somewhere else to some other part of the States, you know, and try to find something and then make it work. So usually like, Josh will come with an idea like I want to go to this state and then I think we should do X, Y, and Z while getting there. Like our last buying trip was, I don't know, five states in nine days. Like and it's, it's like a, it's like a concert tour. It's like a world tour. Yeah, yeah we're but, basically it's, but it's way roadies. more secretive. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not, nobody knows we're there because yeah. you're not printing off. You're not letting no. me know no flyers. where to stay. Yeah, no flyers. Yeah. No, and no yeah. autographs. Yeah, no promotions. Nothing. It's true. It's yeah. true. So it's actually, it's the budget. opposite of a tour. It's a yeah. low. It's a low budget tour for yeah. sure. But um, but there is planning behind it. Like like yeah. you mentioned on this trip, you knew exactly yes. which states you were going to yes. go to. So right? we do like a lot of things. So. 
this was probably our longest trip. I would say like usually we try to do five days max. We did nine this time, which was a lot. We're also older and don't drive through the night. So that, you know, driving takes a lot of planning. Plus Josh Only Josh drives, right? Solo driver. Yes. That's right. I don't have a license. You man. He likes to drive. Um, I don't drive yeah. so i hate driving too so i you. actually have no license so okay, yeah. you know we get stuck hey we're flying back um and o'shea comes with us so that's our dog so he comes with us and it's not glamorous so yeah, we stay so what's what's a what's a what's a food situation like on these trips food is what we eat on the side of the road it's okay. mainly fast food it's always wrong. Whatever we order, I always get it wrong. It doesn't matter. Josh will be notorious. You have to pick a number off a menu board. My meal is never right. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just, it's never, it's it's not like people think it's a caviar and you're staying at the Ritz. Yeah. We're staying at La Quinta and eating off the side of the road at Dunkin' Donuts. Right. It's just like, it's really. It's a work trip. It's a work trip, and you got to remember that, like every dollar spent, you got to make it back somehow from the items you're selling. Plus, the store is closed when we're gone, obviously. So there's a lot of money that's being tied up into this, you know, this buying excursion. Um, one of the things that Chantal didn't talk about that we try to do is if we're going to a specific area of the United States to buy from a show or select dealers or something like that. I try my hardest um, to try to schedule that time in that area with other opportunities to buy, be it from like more dealers or different kinds of shows. Um, like I'm not going to talk about those shows, you know, I gatekeep everything here, but we've established um, that. Yeah. So, I mean, um, we're, uh, we're, always trying to like maximize mm -hmm. the amount of opportunities we have um, to buy stuff to then be able uh, to sell it in our retail store uh, at a later date. Um, so that's like, you know, that's like the key part of like the buy that um, a lot of people don't like really understand because a lot of younger people from watching, you know, social media over like the last, like, I would say five to seven years are like, oh, damn. I got to go to the Rose Bowl because they sell vintage clothing there. I mean, like, pro tip, like, if you go to an area that, like, popularly, like, markets themselves as a vintage clothing hub, A, you're not going to be getting good prices, and B, like, everyone else knows about it. So, like, you're going to be just in massive competition with other people. So, like, when, when customers or people ask, like, where do you guys buy stuff? It's like... We're not in sexy areas like we're in like really, you know, just like really run of the mill areas, but we're able to competitively buy in those areas. And um, um, and it's also usually like cheaper for us to stay there. Like we're mm -hmm. not in like downtown L.A. <laughs> you know, right. or at a Ritz Carlton or whatever. Yeah. So. How often do you do to make those trips like every year? Because because when you two go like like Josh mentioned, you got to close the store. Right? Yeah. So I would say probably for the big trips, maybe twice a year. Uh, obviously, with COVID, we weren't traveling really at all. Um, so buying has changed a lot. I think um, COVID made it 
more difficult to buy because there was a big push of vintage clothing stores opening up and people being um, sort of like hobbyists in the vintage world. You know, like if you ever Google how to get rich, it always says become a reseller. Like why this is an option. You know, it's a bit of a misnomer. I think like a lot of people are like, oh, so the number one question we get asked is do you guys always buy in bulk? And it's like, no, we painstakingly handpick all of the stuff in here. That's why... Everything here is for a reason. That's why we are picky about the brands that we carry and um, the product selection that we have. Also, the condition of clothing. If you're buying from like a huge wholesaler of vintage clothing from online or however you find them, they're just going to ship you a box of shit. And then whatever you... Mystery boxes! Yes. Yeah, we don't do mystery boxes. That's not something... I think Josh just ad-lib yeah. for this whole episode. I'm just trying, you know. I'm that guy. I'm like the um, the vocal version of like the pow bang from like the old Batman uh, You're show. like a nice. human soundboard. No, but yeah. you're saying about the boxes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so, you know, like that was a big push. Like a lot of people would buy mystery boxes hoping to get like grade A type vintage inside it so like Josh and I have what we call vintage regular and that would just be like uh, Levi's jeans for example that we sell the kids call that mids yeah so old people call that vintage regular so for us there was sort of like a tier on the type of stuff that we buy and then obviously you can buy more expensive collectible items if like we do have customers that buy that so that was like a good way of padding the trip so then if we weren't able to find like a lot of regular for us to sell inside the store then it's like okay then we're able to buy like a little bit more special product which is a slower move because price point is much higher but you want to get a good variance of stuff I think also like It's important when you're going on a buying trip that you really know your customer and what you need and then to be able to forecast because a lot of the times, at least in the vintage world, when you have a clothing store, you really can adapt if you are aware on what's happening trend wise. Mm. So for us, we are heavy on trends because that is what our customer is looking for here. They're more progressive. So we're like, okay, we're going more dressy. We're going back to more um, suity type of fabrics or we're we want to wear a collared short sleeve shirt again which was like a dog for like a hundred years like you could not sell that you know we're selling banlon we're like wow we're selling things that we never thought were resellable especially for us like we are like an older tier seller at this point but we have been doing it for a while so we do know that trends will always come back like we are waiting for leather jackets to make a comeback so I'm sure it will happen like it is cyclical but it is really important to know like what kinds of things that people want to buy so then when we go out and we reach out to these people that Josh has made connections with over the years we can be like okay we're looking to buy x y and z what do you have we're serious buyers it's not like I'm coming to buy something and then I pick like one item you know like we're really trying to maximize the amount of time that we're away so we can get 
the most in the shortest period of time. That's also why we cram so many things in and that's another reason why we drive is that it's able we're able to make pit stops. So it's not just like I'm driving like eight hours to see one person in the hopes of finding something because not everybody knows what they have. You spend a lot of time going through like junk. That's kind of what it is. So... It makes it interesting. I mean, now there's a lot more people looking for our kinds of commodities. Like 90s has sort of become like the base of like what people are looking to buy. So you can't be as, uh, you have to be, I guess, a little bit more clever on the type of people that you buy from. Like we also, you know, as we like to say, gatekeep everything. But uh, you know, Josh and I were talking about gatekeeping and I'm like, I think our our customers like gatekeep our store all the time. Like they never want to tell their friends where they buy stuff. Like they're always like, yeah, like, where are you? Oh, I'm at that vintage store. Yeah. Like, I'm, what oh, do you I'm mean? Just where? Out. I'm just out. Yeah. I like, just tell people that I'm not going to see and hang out with you in real life. So we don't wear the same things. Yeah. They but do, there yeah. are the same things here. Everyone it's, it's a gatekeeps though, too, right? so like, yeah. everyone's gatekeeping. It's cool. Gatekeeping is is the new not gatekeeping actually yeah. it's like it's like really cool to do yeah, it says the um, yeah, it says yeah. the co-owner of a vintage store yeah 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 i don't know how credible We're you into are it. On, this, um, on this topic yeah. no but i think Chantel makes it really good but so like i'll ask you like what 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 in your opinion makes a successful trip because i'm sure you've had like good and bad trips yeah right? yeah yeah i think um like personally i'm always looking for you know as like a vintage dealer you're looking for big pieces like big crazy pieces that are gonna like move the meter right mm-hmm. um in actuality like in in real life you're looking for a lot of regular. um regular mm-hmm. items like that Chantel were yeah that like yeah. that we're able to sell yeah. Yeah. um you know so like our last trip we were on like a massive kick for denim Okay. vintage levi's not even super old levi's like i don't want people to think like oh damn these guys looking for like buckle bags like 50s like jerky tags it's like we're just looking for like paper tag 80s 90s early 2000s key style levi's um things that are uh, a regular end user is going to come inside the shop and be like hey man i just need like a really nice pair of light 501s stuff's really hard to find now so if we're able to buy that in quantity yeah hell yeah like sign me up all day um you know because that's one of the reasons people come to the shop is because um we have selection and we're deep on 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 all the right stuff or we try to be right so and what about like when you're going to all these states and picking up this stuff like how are you actually bringing this stuff back because you just got your one car right chantel is the master packer folder but plus Packer, yeah. I'm not allowed packing anything. That's it's all true. Chantel. Chantel, you got to copyright both your folding and your and packing. packing. Yeah. The Chantel fold. Yeah. So yeah, it's legendary. We ship everything back. So we uh, ship continually uh, after every buy. It's mm. just the only way because the car can only hold so much stuff. So yeah, it's super annoying to do, but um, we're not like big enough where we can ship like pallet racks back of stuff. Like we are only one store. Um, our grade is also just too specific. So we just do a lot of uh, packing and shipping, which is annoying, but hey, that's life. And then you just get it sent here and then hopefully it comes back. Yeah. Any horror yeah. stories from shipping or no? Not we're, for us. We're pretty streamlined yeah. and we're yeah. pretty like, um, 
Uh, would. Yeah. yeah, like we know what we're doing yeah. at this point. I feel point. like I'd be so stressed shipping it's, stuff it's back. It's totally I, stressful, I, yeah. I, I think like we've had lots of horror stories shipping things here, um, like singular items um, yes. through privatized companies. Like I'm not going to like call them out just in case they want to sponsor the podcast <laughs> in the future. Um, so like, yeah, like there's definitely horror stories that had, have happened. Yeah. But you guys seem um, like shipping, you've been doing it been and you have a, a very time. good, you have, you have a good process. So yeah. do you, do you two have any time to just like not work while you're on these trips? Like, no, do you find it, time? it's like a full no. blown, like 24 so hour grind. Work. I'm out, I'm out picking, yeah. talking to plugs, going to shows, yeah. just, Trying to, you know, trying to grab yeah. stuff. So it's never like, we oh, can. we're going to spend a day and like just no, 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 checking no. out the city. Chantel no is literally, no, you know, it's like a trap house. She's, she's packing. <laughs> you know, I go out and then I'm going out to get more boxes, more tape, yeah. more this, more that. Yeah. We need, we need packing slips from the P.O. box. We yeah. need blah, blah, blah. So There's it's just a whole operation. It's yeah, really just a is. whole operation. Yeah, yeah. It it you got to, like, if you want to do it for real, yeah. like, IBD t- IBWT levels. Yeah. Like you gotta be serious about how you're doing your road trip. Yeah. Like the road trip is it's a business trip, yeah. right? So you gotta be if if you don't wanna be like really in this business, then yeah, take a flight take a first round flight to LA and go to the Rose Bowl and wear your best o'clock. fit. Wear your best fit, roll in at like 9 a.m. and buy a $500 tee. Like, cool. That's not us. We, you know, just doesn't make any sense. No. You got, you know, we got to get the, el- we got to, you know, elbows out. Time to get dirty, right? Yeah, no, I don't want to brag, but you know, I did get a soft invite from you guys to go on a trip. And, but, but then once you. Super soft. Super soft. Super, super, literally yeah, very the soft. softest invite. Nothing, nothing has been signed. Nothing confirmed. <laughs> just really, just kind of verbally. Received a verbal invite. Yeah, and you are uh, sharing space with O'Shea in the car. Well, listen, that's what that's that's what I was getting to. Yeah. Is I got the invite, but then I was told of the conditions. Right. And conditions been told, are rough. Yeah, now I've been told there's no hanging out. You know, it's just pure work. Yeah. yeah so I gotta like, rethink this. It's, I gotta like rethink this. The other thing, it's like you know, it's tough, right? Because like these trips are also like it's really difficult for me to be like a regular human at shows or, you know, with competition around, like I got to be like focused and, you know, I'm there. I'm yeah. there tell tell me, tell me a little store. bit more about that. Like what, what, what do you mean when you mean like coming to these shows and needing to be focused and like seeing the yeah, competitors like, there? At large fleas, you'll constantly see like, kind of like video of like five people all posted up having a jolly time and you know, whatever. It's like, no, that's I'm not how. Not, it, that's no, not how it is. This is a war zone. I'm, yeah. I'm here. So you're not, on the you're not saying hi to anybody. I don't say hi to anybody. Okay. Nobody. So you don't make friends on these trips. Josh Zero. runs at fleas. He yeah. has left me. I have <laughs> lost him in a field. Yeah. This is real. O'Shea got a tick in his ear. Could not find Josh anywhere. Never dealt with a tick before. A man had to come help me take the tick out of O'Shea's ear. Josh, nowhere to be found. Like, I was deep in a pile of reverse weeds like or something. Nowhere. Yeah. I'm just screaming his name for him to tr- try to find me. Nothing. It took like 10 minutes. And he's like, where were you? I went running. Like he's angry and wants to run so he's like fast and i'm like money carrying bags i have a dog just like chasing after him it's it's like um it's a lifestyle 
if you want to call it that it is it's our lifestyle but yeah it's a lot of like then we gotta go and then good cop bad cop like I want to say we want to buy everything you want to say you don't want to buy everything which is like our general consensus like Josh always wants to buy everything and I have to like reel that in and that's very much the way that it goes. But when you asked earlier on how successful trips are, that's whether or not Josh finds something that he personally likes to collect. Right. And whether or not- Not always. It's always. I'm not that guy. You are that guy. We have left in the middle of the night because he thought other people were gonna find things before us. We've waited in lines. He's left me in lines to go and wait for us to get in. You know, it's- yeah, I make up like things in my head and yeah. I'm always Constantly. like thinking like what's going to happen if right. you know this person's there are it's they like going to know like, about it? That you, like, always. Super paranoid. Him. Yeah. Always. Yeah. It's, but I mean that's like any good no. vintage dealer, they're all paranoid. No. Right. All of us are. That's you, a you don't want to you don't want to have any regrets. No regrets. Yeah. Got to yeah. every every yeah, turn over every loose right. end. Yeah. So it sounds like you're more chill then. I have to be because he's erratic. So it is like, it's very like intense. Like I'm not lying. Like it's just like, we have to get there. We have to drive. Then if he didn't find anything and then he's having conversations in his head and then we'll just like blurt things out that I'm supposed to piece together. Also, he has no idea about direction, like zero. (laughs) I get yelled at constantly on how I do not know how to get to a place I've never been to in a state I've never been to. lies from yeah. time to time you should have known we were supposed to make a u-turn here this is yeah. we used to go pre-gps like with, with printouts from MapQuest. Yeah. Yeah. like and Drama. i'm like okay you have to yeah. go this Drama. way or that yeah. way and just like yelling yeah. it's so, hard though because you guys are driving in places you've never been never right? been yeah but apparently i'm supposed to know yeah. all these and places i'm not trying to defend to. josh but i just feel like that's how it is when you go on trips it's in the is it always right? just like, no, like it's just it's it's frustrating it is yeah and if you got to be there at a certain time, like you're up against the clock always yeah. and, you know, you don't want to be yeah. late, et cetera, et But it cetera. sounds like you get into a particular zone when you're we on We do a, a lot I'm of stop in. and U-turns to get to stores. He's like, did you read that <laughs> that store that we drove I by? I think the other thing it like... It said something, <laughs> sports. So we've done a lot of like, hold oh, your horses. Free, oh, yeah, yeah. we're freestyling. Free, I'm like, your job is to read the right side of the and road. Read both sides of the road and tell <laughs> For me. For anything interesting. Yeah, anything And like, old. I'll constantly think she's missing things. Always, yeah. always, always. Yeah, but I think it is important. Like, it, yeah, I'm not like the kind of person that can kind of turn it on and off or like be kind of like mid range about it. This is my entire life. So it's not something where I can kind of just be like meandering through it. Mm -hmm. Like I'm hardcore, full blown all the time. And that's just, that's just how I am. Right. Yeah. No, I I, I think that's, I think that's totally fair. Um, You have some, you have some stories that you want to share? The two of you? I think this is going to be more Josh sharing stories. I can never and Chantel's remember gonna these chime stories. In I'll if, try to if chime in. If she feels in. like there's inaccuracies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My best. Um, probably one of the craziest uh, buys we ever did um, was, pro- I think it was like 2011. I had found an old Google image uh, th- of like a new old stock Vision Streetwear garment 
from like the late 80s. Uh, clicked on it and it was like a really, really, really primitive web store, like um, GeoCities style. <clears throat> and I was nervous that someone was going to buy the items and I talked to Chantel about it. I bought like 15 items, whatever they had left. And I messaged or saw where they were located. I emailed them and I was like, do you guys have like more stuff? Like what's the situation? And it was coming up to like Labor Day. And we I knew we had some, we had a day off or whatever. So I see the stuff online and I'm like, if I see it, I know like there's other people looking at it. I'm like, I'm like, screw it. We're leaving at like midnight to go to to go to Maryland. Mm -hmm. So, do you remember this one, Chantel? I'll I'll give you my <laughs> version of events after. Okay, okay, the okay. I, love story. I love this. So, we literally leave at like three in the morning, two or three, and because Maryland's like ten hours away or something like that, or eleven. So we pull up there like for noon. And, um, and you're driving all all the way there just for that one store through the night. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And literally, it's just us and like Truckers. eighteen wheelers on the side of the road. Yeah. Like it's it's rugged, and you know a lot of the the highways we're on aren't uh, lit at all. Right. So if you're yeah, like you driving through the night, it's you got to be really on your your shit. It's, yeah. It's scary. And you're driving. You're the only one because Chantel yeah, doesn't yeah, have a yeah, license. Yeah. 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 I stay awake though. I don't sleep in the car. Yeah, she's okay, good. that's a, I'm okay, not yeah, that that's person. good etiquette. That's yeah. good etiquette. Uh, I would sleep on these trips. So, just letting you guys know. So as we're driving through Maryland and we're getting like progressively closer, we're in like farmland. Like okay, it, it's physically there is nothing city wise right. around, and we're going to look for skate clothing. Yeah. So I'm thinking we're going to be in like a somewhat like urban city center. Cause like you're thinking like farmland, yeah. like why are these? But you're getting stuff? close to it. And We're and getting it's close. In the We're five to ten minutes away, and we are like we are knee deep in like like six foot grass. Like you know when you look at a GPS yeah. and you just see a dot in a field. <laughs> right. That was us. Okay. So okay. it says beep beep. You're here. And we're like in a farm, right. and I'm like, no, 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 no. We're something screwed up. Like something's off. It's weird. Like, and I start yelling at Chantal. I'm like, you screwed up. We're yes. check the address. At least you're accurate on. Yeah, on like, that I'm wilding out, and, losing his shit. And she's like, no, this is it. This is where it is. So we back up, and I see like a a half, um, like a like a skate ramp, whatever, a half pipe. Oh, you saw it. Chantal saw it. Right. <clears throat> so we get this out. Why we have Chantel here to fact check. Yeah. We get out and we meet uh, this couple, whatever. Um, that uh, you know was because we, we emailed them. They were somewhat kind of waiting for us, but I'm not really sure. Um, and uh, it was rugged. It was an interesting scenario. We were in a full blown like like. Very, very farmish part of Maryland, and we're being led up to what appears to be a barn. And they were like, Yeah, it's in here, the stuff, if you're interested in buying. They opened the door. I'm not lying to you. It was like literally like things were on hay, and like there were just like wooden kind of like um, cabinets and stuff, and it's just all dead stock skate, like literally yeah. an entire barn of it. 
And there, and we were like, or Chantel was like, okay, so like, where's the vision? Like whatever. Cause, um, we had bought some stuff from them and they pull it down. It's in like a box and we just start grading through it. And it was crazy. It was like, it was a lot. It was like more vision than we had obviously ever seen. I mean, this is 2011. The stuff was all from 87 to like 90 and it was varsity jackets, crazy all over print shirting, shorts, pants, some tees. It was nuts. But this is 2011. It's not 2022. So there's no 90s skate that's really sought after. It's only 80s stuff. <clears throat> so as I'm walking around the barn, I'm not lying to you. There's like, there's like piles of, um, of hookups tees pig wheels shorties none of this stuff's collectible at this point and i'm buying from my market so you know we're passing on a lot of this stuff i mean we obviously bought all the vision they had and i remember chantal made a comment she's like come over here look at this room it was like a small room it was all dead stock vhs tapes hmm. anyone that's listening that's you know casually into like collecting skate now those VHS tapes are like gold. Back then, I mean, no one was buying them. It was it was a dead part. And of it was the just all in this barn. All in right. this barn in the middle of rural Maryland. It was like literally the most messed up situation ever. And uh, yeah, we were just there like the whole day, almost like three four hours, and we picked through like literally everything. I mean, there wasn't too much eighty stuff really there, or even early nineties. A lot of it was like more late 90s so yeah we unfortunately passed on the stuff that wasn't sellable in 2011 but like a lot of people will listen to this and be like oh you should have bought like, everything right. you like should have went in <laughs> i mean that's how you go bankrupt in right. this business by like yeah. not buying but i'm not gonna lie to you like i'm definitely looking at that stuff and i'm like maybe i can haggle them on price get right. them down then we can you know, we can slide it somewhere for like eight to 10 years. No, Chantel's like, no, that's not happening. We're not buying any of that stuff. We're buying the stuff we can sell that we have a market for. Yeah. You know, because I'm always thinking about the future. Maybe right. this can be a thing. Maybe that. So if Josh went on that alone, he would have just bought everything. Yeah. yeah. So I'll give you my Coles Notes recollection yes. of this. So Josh was doing a Google image search and we found a photo of skate decks on Google images. And he's like, oh, this is a store that I want to go buy something at. They're selling like a bit of stuff that I already bought. They said they have more and they said to come down to our store. So we left that night because paranoia set in for him. We drove down Someone's to... Someone's going to show up to that barn before yeah, you. To, exactly. But Facts! That's why you thought, had to facts. beat it first. Yeah. So we thought we were going to a retail store. So they said, oh, yeah. come check out our shop. This is my recollection of it. Right. I also thought we drove to Kentucky in 2013. Josh says it's <laughs> 11 and Maryland. So we I did could, go to Kentucky in 13. That was another So the story. different trip. So we drove down. Yes, we saw a dot in the middle of a field. Josh freaks out and I'm like, just continue driving to see where this address is that he gave us because why would he give us a fake address? So we see, I see the skate ramp. I'm like, this must be it. It's a trailer and a decrepit barn with like no roof. 
So we go there. How Josh recalls being inside the barn, I don't know, because they said only you, as in me, can be the weight requirement to go in the barn yourself. So I had to go up, and Josh was like, you need to pick everything, like just (laughs) yelling at me to pick everything. So I was throwing stuff down. There were no rooms. I was literally throwing stuff down, and I told him there's – a whole room of duck mallards, like wooden duck mallards. They were also breeding Pomeranian dogs. Then they had... Well, they were multitasking, multitasking. for sure. This yeah, is a, yeah, yeah. This is a whole place. New old, Scots, new old stock skate and Pomeranians. Yes. Oh, man. Then they had um, another room of all the VHS tapes. That's why he remembers them, because I was like, there are all these skate tapes. We can't do anything with them. They're here. So, yes, he would have heggled on the price a thousand percent and we would have bought them if they were available because Josh always buys VHS tapes. We have them at home. So for him to say that I was like, no, don't buy them. He 100 percent tried to get a price that they didn't (laughs) want to sell on because the guy was an ex-skater and he also wouldn't move on skate decks. Another thing I remember because Josh wanted to buy those decks and I think we only got one because they wouldn't let the other ones go for some reason. I don't remember. And then the skate decks that we saw were in their trailer in their living room drilled to the wall. So little differences that I see, but yes, 100% he tried to buy those tapes. 100% I was the only person allowed in the barn because there was a weight restriction for the second floor because I had to go up. I was like sweating and there was like duck poo on everything. So we could only buy what was salvageable because uh, I don't even remember why they had all of this stuff. So we bought what we could and then we drove back because then it got weird. And that was that trip. It's like 24 hours, but like literally... Drove, drove there, no sleep, drove back. back. Did they did no they offer hotel. you like you know like lunch or anything? anything? I think we ate before them. we got there. Okay. I don't think we were really interested no. in like yeah. partaking in any sort of like yeah. uh, eatery with these people. Conversations yeah, yeah. got weird. Yeah, conversations. Okay, were okay, strange. okay, okay. And then you just drove home and just back drove to the store the next and, day. And uh, yeah, we no, sold a lot of this is pre-retail store. Okay, this is okay. pre-physical. No, online. Yeah, we were selling web. Yeah, yeah. Pre. Pre-Parkdale. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That was a crazy, crazy trip. All right. What else you got, Josh? So in 2010, Chantal and I take... Oh, she's snoring. Okay. No, Um, he's sighing. Oh, he's sighing. He doesn't want to hear this story. He's heard it before. (laughs) Sorry. He was with you you guys on all these trips. He wasn't. He was only born in a... uh, Uh, He was on the the tail end of this trip. He would have been, yeah. So 2010, we go see... A large warehouse, and this particular dealer had, you know, was it has been in the game a really long time. <clears throat> and in the '90s, the Champion Reverse Wave, like their claim to fame sweatshirt, was like a super huge commodity in Japan. It would have been like Levi's at one point, and they were really, really sought after. And um, every store had them, and they were expensive. So this guy just had been buying for years and years and years. And in the early 2000s, the well just dried up and there was no market, like just no one needed it anymore. And this guy had been stuck with like, I'm not talking a few reverse weaves, like 
this guy had like thousands of champion reverse sweeps. So I remember pulling up, we're buying stuff for our like small kind of web store. And I remember walking into this like one part of the warehouse and it is literally just like a hundred foot wall with wooden um, shelves. And it's just by color, just sees from like here to next year. So fast forward, obviously we didn't buy anything. And the guy was like literally trying to give them away to us. He was like, just please, just take some. Please take some reverse sweeps. It's like, we can't sell them. The only sweats that were selling at the time in the collectible vintage market was stuff from like the 30s to the 60s, really. Nothing from the 80s or 90s was selling. And this is all like 80s and 90s product. So fast forward, tail end of like, no, is it, this is like sp- Late summer 2017, and the reverse weave is starting to really bubble again, and like really bubble, and it's no no prints like it is now. Like maybe I'll talk about it at a later date. The reverse weave again is back. It's like a second resurgence, but it's mostly college prints. This is just C's. Everyone just wants the brand name, the C, and I'm like, damn, where are we gonna find? Like, cause they're hard to find, right? damn, where are we going to find reverse weaves? And like a bolt of lightning, it hits me. I remember going to this spot in 2010. So I talked to Chantel. I call call him up and uh, we leave like maybe five days later, drive halfway across the country. It's like a 10-hour drive um, to the northeast. I'm not going to... I ain't telling you where it is. <laughs> um, we pull up, and uh, he's got he's got reverse weaves still, and uh, we it was crazy. Chantel was grading reverse weaves easily for like five hours. It was insanity. We bought like 150 reverse weaves, and uh, we probably sold. That was the first time we we went. We probably sold half the stock in a day. It was insane. And this is when we had the shop. Mm-hmm. We had a, a lineup of probably 20, 30 kids. Well, because, I mean, the champion reverse weave, it was before they were doing production, like domestic, like new BS production. So the only way to buy one was a vintage one. We had hoods, spell outs, C's, weird colors, pink heathers two tones it was because all the stock had been sitting there for like 20 years so he was picking it like 20 years ago so the amount of like interesting things that were coming out 20 years ago opposed to now was like crazy we had all we got like crazy pieces yeah i remember that and uh i remember when we opened with that drop it was really hot it was like, I want to say like 30 degrees and I'm like, no one's going to buy a sweatshirt. And then I saw like the lineup at the store and I was like, oh, I'm like, so it's a real big thing now because people will buy a trend regardless of weather. Chantel, people were coming in copying like three Two, and four. Three, it yeah. was insane. People, it was like, they had never seen a sweatshirt before. But it was, it was wild. Um, again, another perfect storm, like we said about Nike. It was still affordable and like right before Champion caught on on to like this big resurgence so it was i don't know 60 dollars for a sweatshirt yeah, around that bucks. around that price so it was it was a perfect storm it was just like perfect and we're like okay this is big and we're gonna need to buy it but so. again when we were there 
the guy was like, no college prints? No yes. college prints. And we're like, yeah, no, we, we can't sell them. No one will buy them. Just the C's. And he had... And now, if you talk to anyone in the game, it's all college, college prints. So should you make another trip back? Well, I mean, the stuff's gone, <laughs> gone now. I'm just saying in 17, yeah. I could yeah. I could have bought all the varsities. But, right. I mean, who would have known it, it was going to come back again, like kind of in COVID as like this like varsity jacket, yeah. varsity print boom on reverse. I mean, some of the stuff you can kind of forecast, but some of it comes out of left field. Like it's really, really weird. When it happens and you're like, oh, damn, I should have bought. But again, like, what are we going to do? Yeah, that's all Sit That's all like again? hindsight too, right? Yeah, 100%. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, you know, it's still yeah, like yeah. you would have lots loved of, to. Lots of regrets for you, Josh. Yeah, always regrets. Just let I'm Josh always... buy everything. Yeah. We would I think be that should be your new business right strategy. Now. <laughs> Maybe you should try that, try that business strategy for like the next five years and see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I want to ask you guys this too before you tell more stories. I don't know if you can disclose this, but it's like I'm thinking about like how much stuff do you guys have? Like, let's say tomorrow, mm-hmm. like you just weren't allowed to pick up anything new again. Like, how much stuff would you be able to like kind of flow into the store? Oh, like years. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you guys have like a pretty like sizable like I don't know what do you call it inventory. All right, you know? let me put it this way. Yeah. Soccer's hot right now. Sure. Right. Yeah. We're in the middle of this like blow core micro trend people are buying it's the summertime soccer's popping i was super nervous going through the stock downstairs like when i'm cleaning and Mm -hmm. like you know trying to curate the soccer drops and i'm like damn we put all our best stuff out i just went to like one of our our holding cells Mm -hmm. and went through like more sports not thinking we any we had any soccer left I pulled so many gems out today. <laughs> right. It was crazy because I don't even remember having it. But it's yeah. like, it's like, yes, we have a lot of stuff. Yeah. Is it yeah, is yeah. it hard? Maybe this is more for Josh. Is it is it hard to like not pull some of that stuff for yourself? Yeah. You, you like, know, you, you know, you know, it's for for the store and stuff, right? Work. I feel like if it was just me, like just going through it, I'd be like, you know, instead of selling this, I'm just gonna take this <laughs> I'm a, away. I'm gonna hold this. I'm gonna you hold this on I mean? the side. That can't be easy, right? Uh. Okay. So. The shop works really well because my personal my personal taste and our personal taste Don't does coincide. not align with what pops inside the, the store. Yeah. And the stuff I personally collect is not really anything that like that's right. happening trend wise. Right. Yeah, there's not an overlap. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So But if tomorrow <laughs> trends verged into then his, there's a problem there's a then, major problem yeah. so let's hope so, that never happens yeah. customers are too young i think to make that big of a jump like there's a big of enough age gap i think between us and like people who are buying vintage that it won't like sure there'll be some things that intersect the other thing is is like are people really gonna pony up and spend that money on that stuff doubtful but yeah, 100%, like I know we have a lot of stuff that is sellable that is currently sitting in a we do not sell right. Josh pile. What are you talking about? I know it. So I haven't seen a <laughs> wow. lot of our inventory, but I, because I knew this was going to happen even today when he made the comment about soccer jerseys was he was already freaking out that that was it. We have to go out and buy more soccer jerseys. I'm going to reach out to all these people that I know, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, he comes back. Oh, I found like a whole bunch of soccer jerseys that we have. So it's not 
It's scary because it's not organized and I don't know what's sitting in inventory, but... You just know there's a lot. I know that... Well, yeah. We're sitting on a lot of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's... But it's all sellable, right? Like it's all going to like funnel through the the store at one point. I think that's a part of it too. It's like you kind of have to, to a certain extent, if you can kind of afford it, you kind of have to ride those waves, Mm -hmm. like sometimes sit on stuff. Um in advance of selling it the vintage game kind of works like that if you don't like if you don't have stock you can't sell it mm-hmm. i know it it's kind of like counterintuitive no i get it though. right because your your money's kind of tied up in it but no i get yeah, it if if you don't have stock then you know or you're not forecasting or you're not buying heavy like if you're not buying you're not selling yeah so was it hard during the pandemic when you couldn't make these trips and like couldn't do whatever you guys would usually do uh i would say no because inventory to a certain point sat kind of stagnant and i think like with the store being restricted Mm -hmm. to not being open all the time we were okay to I don't know. Like, we were still able to put out, like, 200 items a week. Right. Like, so think about that. Like, that's still, like, a lot of inventory. I think also, like, with COVID, a lot of uh, buying trends have surpassed us. So we do have some product that has become dogs, at least for us. Okay, okay, let's just chill. Very pessimistic right now. (laughs) We've established this. Sheesh. So, you know, it's, um, we did lose a lot of, like, you know, two good years of selling because we were buying. But it'll come around. No, no because that trend has I'm, sailed. I'm being positive. Don't yeah. try to be positive okay. with this lady. <laughs> Don't even try. So, you know, there, I mean, some things like you also want to push, like sometimes you just try to push trends to sort of latch and they just don't. And then you're like, okay, we couldn't do anything, so let's just cut our ties. And then, you know, the thing is, is with Josh, which is like good and bad, is that he's our most progressive customer. So he buys for trends that will never hit in Canada. So when the slightest... Strong. strong so on the slightest... <laughs> We have an opportunity to maybe sell some of our mix, but we buy for trends that may never hit, but we're sitting on them because they might might make their way back. Plus right. it's fire stuff. I'm not saying it's it's bad. That's the like No, but there's a difference between like but at the end of the day the product has to sell. I love right. things that sell. Right. So I hate like, yes, we find like amazing things and I'm like, ugh, this is going to be with us for a while. Yeah. So in that regard, I'm just like, okay, like, can't we just find more jeans? Because mm-hmm. those are things that go in and out of our inventory. Yeah. Are jeans the easiest right thing now. to sell in the store? Like what's the easiest thing to sell in the store? T-shirts are theoretically the easiest garment to sell okay. because there's not much to it in terms of right. fit. Uh, but but pants pants. have been very popular over like the last like two years that isn't like a wind pant like a swish pant whatever you want to call it and I was going to say Chantel and I come from um, we come from a retail background where we sold pants Mm -hmm. literally full time denim so the service level and selling that 
a customer in the vintage market is getting in our store is going to be usually a lot higher than most right. stores. Okay. Um, so um, I think that's like something that we're kind of known for at this point. Like people come in to get fit for whatever, like jackets, tees, we'll give them, we'll give them the whole history, like whatever. But for like denim, we really know what we're talking about. Um, and uh, we have the stock and, and people really like getting fit here for them. You know, and like we really know what we're talking about. So like it's really aggravating for like a lot of people to like, you know, people come in, they'd be like, I've tried on like 20 pairs of jeans, none of them fit. I'll give them one pair and they'll be like, yep, this is it. Boom. How did you know? Right. That's that, know that's that five star customer service. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Gene> experts. <laughs> yeah. Two and a half. One point seven five. Um, yeah. So I think that's like that's really amazing for mm. someone to be like shoot i tried on like every pair of vintage levi's right. i'll never find something boom you come in our store i'll give you one pair of jeans right. boom please yeah. let us help you with jeans i know yeah yeah, yeah. we know a what lot we're of talking people about. are they just want to help themselves it is organized by cut in here we also do have some piles that are just women specific you know we try to help i understand everybody wants to shop solo but pants overall it's good to get some assistance but again we both come from a retail background selling bottoms and helping people find pants right. yeah shout out over the rainbow that's right that's where we got that's where we met our that's, schooling it's where this began yeah, yeah. the origin story. the origin story yeah all right a couple more stories yeah sure a few more? um i would say like the comic book trend within t-shirts has been like booming for a few years now but it probably started to bubble kind of like late late 18 early 19 um so whenever i would go to shows or talk to people i mean we you know by that point like everyone's kind of honed in anime tees and marvel tees right this is like the era where like people are starting to see mega prints online go for like hundreds and hundreds of dollars and it's not covid yet this is like 18 19 so I pull up at like a comic book show locally. No, it was a sports card show. Okay. And there's a guy there selling comics. Fine, whatever. Very pedestrian. I don't think anything of it. But whenever I see someone selling comics, the first thing I'm looking for is merch. Like, because a lot of those guys, or used to, they would have the tees. And in the corner of this guy's booth, almost covered, was a Todd McFarlane Gray Hulk Fruit of the Loom tee from like, gotta be ladies. I think the I think the run is like eighty eight, maybe eighty nine. I see the tee, and I'm like, uh, I pull it down right away. I look around, make sure nobody sees that I got the tee. That's what I said, man. Just Every Josh story is an action movie. Just in case. <laughs> They're thinking slick, like they saw something. Hero. And this is early in the show. You know I'm lined up. You know I'm the first one in. I'm running around and I'm just looking for bits. Yeah, you're locked in. You're I'm locked lo in. I'm you're locked, locked and in. loaded. Yeah, you're locked in. I see the T and the first thing I always ask is, you have any more of these? And the guy looks at me, he goes, uh, T-shirts? And I go, yeah. And he goes, yeah, I got a whole duffel bag. And that's like, the grail scenario next thing i know out of the the table comes this duffel bag opens it up 
and it's just 50 Marvel tees. It's like mental. Like I'm losing my mind. And um, the story is this guy uh, is a wealthy retired gentleman from out east. And he had bought a chain of comic book stores. Um, So he bought all the stock or whatever. And that's the stuff he's selling. But in there, there were um, a selection of T-shirts. So he had the tees there. And I went in. I bought I bought them all. <laughs> yeah, no, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I left nothing. What I'm learning, what I'm learning from all these stories is uh, a lot of random people are just sitting on a lot of random good stuff. Yes. Yeah, 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 for sure. There's a lot out there that's still sitting, right? I mean, you hear about those crazy stories every year about, you know, um, things underneath people's beds, a mm-hmm. bat. A, you know, there was a a Babe Ruth autograph game worn baseball bat that been sitting in someone's house for like 80 years. I mean, yeah, there's stuff. No, I just think of like houses. anybody who grew up in the nineties mm-hmm. who like bought Word. t-shirts who like, you know, went to concerts, anything, yeah. yes. right. Or yeah. like you mentioned, who was into comic books, mm-hmm. like just regular people who aren't even in this no. like business, just regular people just probably have so much stuff. Yeah. 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 There could be like, yeah. yeah like someone's dad could be sitting on like a thousand dollar tee and they don't even know about it yeah. or just something really cool. It doesn't have to be a thousand dollar tee, just like something really interesting, cool that has, has taken on it on an entirely different life now that once it didn't. 90s it, Levi's. That's what we're questioning. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. like, where is it all? Yeah. All right. It's starting to come out. You're starting to hear stories about, like, you know, people who were jobbers who yeah. had it, who then sold it. But to there's this a lot still out there. A, a lot. Yeah. So yeah, and that's the stuff everyone who's like just a fashion end user, everyone's looking. You know, they just want a cool pair of like five made in USA five and ones. Nothing insane, just a regular pair. Regular. But man, that stuff's hard to find. Yeah, it's interesting too from the stories. It's like as much stuff as you guys pick up, you have to pass on so much stuff too. Word. Yeah, you can't sure. buy everything. No. Right? I mean the the it's funny now, you know, like we talk about remember when we saw X, Y, and Z when we were out on a buy and it's like, I wish we had that or it's like, I wish I had the problem of having like, you know, fifty Nirvanities and I was like, Ugh, I'm like these again, like they're so annoying to sell. So, you know, it's it's retrospect. I mean, like Josh and I, and we laugh about Liquid Blue, which, you know, had such a moment in vintage for its resurgence, like Grateful Dead Liquid Blue tees. Like, if you owned a Liquid Blue brand Grateful Dead tee, you were a loser. Like, literally. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's not old. What are you wearing? Like, why are you wearing that? So generic. And that's, like, numero uno. Like, and then they had their own, like, fashion tees that people were buying. Or American Thunder. No one bought American Thunder. You bought a Harley tee. Like, forget it. So it's funny when things come back, but... You know, I guess maybe everything has its place in, you know, in its second round. But some things you just can't predict. And then, you know, like we did know denim was going to make a resurgence. I wish our customers would buy things other than just Levi's, but it's fine. I mean, they like what they like and that's okay. We're going to try our hardest to find it. But it's a lot of stuff like you lose out on because the trend wasn't there at that time. But there's probably stuff right now. 
right? That you might be able to buy, but you just don't realize it's going to be a It's sitting. Trend. We got to find it. <laughs> yeah, he's getting paranoid again. <laughs> We're driving his paranoia. Any yeah. other stories, Josh? Yeah, I got like one other crazy okay. one. And it just comes to mind because we just did that NBA uh, champion drop inside the store. So we were at a very large sports card show um, in the States, maybe 2010 to 2012. I can't remember the year. And um, we're walking around and a lot of those guys that used to do the shows were just jobbers. So they would just like whatever sport, sporting goods that was like that they could make money on. They would just literally like throw it on the ground if they had stock of it and just sell it, whatever. So we pull up at this booth. It's it's a tarmac, like plastic, whatever, thing on the ground. And it's just dead stock champion replica fan jerseys. Like he had like eight different styles. But not replica as in fake. Yeah, yeah, replica fan jerseys. Like the, the screen. Like the screen ones that everyone goes insane for. Like pro jerseys? No, I don't need that. I need the low-end replica one. Okay, yeah, we got you. It's just funny now. Anyway, so... He's got like Dino Marcus Cambys. They're all size 48s. Dino Marcus Camby. He's got like a Rockets uh, pinstripe um, navy blue Drexler. He's got a Bulls Rodman. And Robinson a, Bucks. Robinson, da- like running deer Bucks. Really now, nice. if someone told you, be like, yeah, just buy it all, buddy. Yeah. Just whatever, fill whatever money truck. you need, fill it up. Let's go. So, but it's 2010. It's like. 2011 people aren't really buying like replica champion jerseys like that so we went in a bit and i'm talking to the guy we buy like five of each and the least amount of raptors because i didn't yeah yeah dinos weren't selling no one was buying dinos you can sell a dino jersey to save your life they're ten dollars each by (laughs) the way and um he's like he's like listen man if you're interested in these um I got a whole truck of them. I probably have a thousand jerseys. I'll give them to you for like nothing. And I'm like, I'm looking at Chantel and she's like, she's like, no way in hell. We're not doing it. <laughs> Cause I'm like, damn, we can get them for nothing yeah. and then just move them, whatever. So you at made the, the pace call, of Chantel. a snail. Cause yeah. we moved those. Oh at yeah. The it was mad small. Of a snail. Yeah. It was so slow to sell them, but I mean, dead stock with tags like now. Really nice. Yeah, all 48s, all mint, obviously, good sizes. But, you know, it's just funny now because, like, thinking back, you're like, you'd be an idiot not to buy it. Because, I mean, now it would make, like, everyone would, like, you know, retweet it or, like, restore it it or whatever because it's such a crazy haul, right? Those jerseys would be $150 and it'd be a 19-year-old selling them. It's a way different... uh, Way people sell things now. Shout out all those accounts with thrift and their area code in, in the handle. Save save it for the episode when I ask you guys to list all the things you hate about vintage. Yeah. Boom! That's going to be Chantel's favorite. Be favorite. I think we'll just episode. make it a Chantel, Chantel solo episode. Special. <laughs> we'll just bring one mic. Yeah, one <laughs> mic. She can just do so that one solo. Nice. Shame. One mic. Oh, man. No, it's it's crazy because like, think about these stories. These are like your biggest regrets, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no, I got cops, even, but like, it's, it's always the things they get away. No, I think like, it's a good. It's, I think it's a good. Like, I think it's a good lesson too. In that, like you're talking about with trends and stuff, right? Like so much stuff you could have picked up, 
Yeah. But you just didn't at the time. Well, yeah. And it I didn't mean, make sense at the time. No. Yeah, and you wouldn't yeah. think it ever would get to this point. Like, yeah. literally, you would be like, no. nah, no chance. It's going to get crazy. Even when snapbacks were, like, yes. wild in 07 and 08 and 09, the market died. died. Like, mm-hmm. off a cliff, gone, done. And now it's back, and it's crazier than it ever was back then. Now, go on eBay. Go to Sold's. You'll see crazy hats going for like one to two K every month. What? That like hats that were like two fifty to three, three fifty four a decade and a half ago are now thousands and thousands of dollars. It just makes to me makes zero sense, but I'm not the end user, right? But to like if you're analyzing the market, like it's really crazy to think about garments that aren't really that old going for that amount of money. Right. Because like for us coming up, it's always been about like old is gold. The older it is, the rarer it is, the less of it on planet Earth, if the more expensive stock, it's going to be. You're more excited. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now people are like, dead side. I don't fucking want that. I want something worn and washed. And yeah. you know what I mean? They want it with age and stuff. Yeah, everybody's like aging their shoes. Yeah, now. yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. Coffee, oh. this trend. and that. <laughs> <Big> urine <laughs> stains. Let's go. How did we get here? How do we get to a point God. where worn is like a worn is cool? Worn you know? is cool, if but you like wear it, right? Wear that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like uh, honestly, the coffee and the grape juice and the this and that. I don't, yeah. I don't even know if they're grape juice, but coffee's for real. Y'all gotta chill. <laughs> just chill. First of all, the shoe just looks like 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 brown. It doesn't even look cool, and like. It's just corny. Yeah. All right. Save, save it. Save it for the hater All right, episode. Fine, fine. Save it for the hater episode. I think this is a good spot to wrap up. All right. Is there is there anything else the two of you want to tell me about these road trips? You know what it's like. Have you ever gone on a canoe trip? No. Okay. Man. Well, most people that go <laughs> on canoe trips <laughs> hate going on them. Right. But once they're over right. and all the hurt is out of your body, yeah. you love looking back right, on it right. and like, ha ha ha, laughing yeah. about it. No, but it must feel good when you, you know, when the boxes come and you see all yeah, the stuff yeah, that you're yeah, able yeah, to yeah, pick for up. Sure. Or do you just move on? Also, I feel like Chantel just moves on. <laughs> trips used to be more fun, maybe because it was just like, um, Something different from us to do, especially when, like when we didn't have the retail store, when we were just online, it was just kind of like, okay, you can like manage your store online when you're like away and just like plan to go. And it was like a little bit more, not luxurious, but like not so time crunched. Whereas like we really try to cram so much in like such a small window that for me, it's not exciting. Like for Josh, he's like, this is exciting. I'm like... It's just nervous. I'm like, okay, we have to go. We have to find stuff. Because we have been on trips where they were not worth the time. Like, everyone will reach that when you're just trying to, like, chase a lead. Shout out the state of Ohio. We hate you. It's a tough tough state. It's a big state. It takes forever to drive through it. So, you know, like, some trips are better than others. But it's a lot of work i mean Mm -hmm. especially this last trip and plus like i feel old as hell like those we're like okay let's get up at six like i can't like leave at one in the morning anymore and i was like okay like we're old like we did that 
one last trip. I don't know where we went. Not, we looked at each other and we're like, we can't do that anymore. Like, I just felt like I went to a rave, but like never went to a rave. <laughs> we were just like driving forever and we went to go do a buy and we're yeah. all like no, gremlins. No bad boy Bill. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Josh was seems ready to go on a trip right now. Oh, he, go right now. <laughs> Yeah, because for him, it's it's really like chase of the hunt and yeah. then me hoping that we find that. And yeah. then I'm like, okay, then I have to like logistically ship everything back, which is a nightmare. You no, know, for no, him, fair. it's fun. He's, but I, I'm ready right now. 